I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And not just the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotel's family of 22 brands is over 7,400 locations and the perfect hotel for any traveler you want to be. Like a Cambria Hotel, serving up locally inspired craft cocktails for all my folks who maybe want to meet up and talk about Mad Royals. Check into a Radisson Hotel with flexible workspaces for you strivers who listen during business travel. Or a Comfort Hotel with free hot breakfast, family-friendly pools, and big spacious rooms for the parents who listen with their kids and need a little retreat. What are you waiting for? Join Choice Privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any of you when you book direct at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X visit tomboyx.com. Welcome to stuff you missed in history class, a production of iHeartRadio. Happy Friday. I'm Tracy B. Wilson and I'm Holly Fry. This week we talked about uh, Maria Gertrudis Barcelo, who is also known as Doña Tulis, who I found out about in a puzzle. If you are really, I'm not going to tell the solution to this puzzle, but if you are planning to go crawl through old years of the MIT mystery hunt to look at puzzles and work on them, I'm going to talk about that puzzle for about a minute. This was a puzzle that was delivered to us as an envelope containing a bunch of paper dolls. Fun. And uh, and so I just, I cut out all the paper dolls and their clothes, happy as a clam. I dressed all the paper dolls. I figured out who all the paper dolls represented. I, it's been a, some years ago when this happened, and it's, uh, I may have had some help with the figuring out who was who. Uh, but then became totally and irrevocably stuck on what to do next. And if somebody had presented me with this same puzzle now, three years later, and I have more experience working on these kinds of puzzles, I think I would have, I think I would have been able to figure it out. But I could not figure it out at that time. And all I did do was just write the name of this person on my short list for ideas for the episode, for an episode <laughs> to just linger on there for three years until I realized there was a book that had come back into print, uh, which was very exciting. I mean, look, I don't know what this puzzle is, but the next thing to do is play with the paper dolls. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of playing with paper dolls. I had a good time with it. Scan the paper dolls in and make it into a fabric. That's the next thing I would do. <laughs> um, 
so uh, the MIT mystery hunt puzzles are are uh, you can find them online still. And so if people are really uh, curious, I feel like I found it by maybe googling MIT mystery hunt puzzle paper dolls. But it's possible that I had to go back to our our old team records to find that. Now I've forgotten how I did that step in re- refreshing my memory about this puzzle. Uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about her, just besides the fact that I found the idea of doing an episode on a woman gambler to be interesting, we have had a just running theme of episodes on women in the past who needed a way to make some money. And a lot of those have been writers. There are just, like, writing has been <laughs> uh, one of the few professions um, that has uh, have have been open to to women in a lot of the past, and at times when uh, there just were not as many ways for women to make money. And so the idea that she made her money as a gambler and a successful businesswoman just really delighted me. I was very excited to tell that story. While I love the women writers, love working on those episodes, this was a nice. Uh, refreshing way to take a different look at a different way to become uh, independent and successful financially. She's such a fun story to me. Granted, we're getting kind of like the sketch version of her life since Mm -hmm. there is a lot of missing documentation. For all I know, she was a horrible person who was just mean as a snake, but she seems delightful. Well, (laughs) and this, her whole life story played out on this backdrop of living in New Spain, and then independent Mexico, and then the United States. Uh, And all of that was happening alongside westward expansion of the United States, horrible conflicts and genocide against indigenous people, uh, slavery. Like, she she died before the Civil War started, which there's, there's just a whole separate story involving that. But, like, one of the reasons that people had uh, moved into neighboring Texas was to to bring their enslaved people with them. We talked about that some in the Lucy Parsons episode. So it's like there was a whole lot of social context that was happening along with her life. And we know nothing about her attitudes or uh, in, involvement in any of it at all. I almost feel like it would also be fun to just do an episode of, like, women gamblers in history. That would be fun. Because did you run up against any info on Lottie Dino while you were looking at her? I don't think so. Because she was also a gambler um, in Texas and New Mexico in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. And it seems like she might be an interesting dovetail, but I don't think there's a ton of info on her either. But I bet if we looked across history, we could find a lot of lady gamblers that would be pretty fun. That's so, yeah. Well, and uh, every time I would circle around until suddenly... A couple of months ago when I was like, wait, there's a book? How did I not know there was this book? Every time I would circle around, I would find like the same one-page description about her being such an important figure in uh, Santa Fe and in New Mexico more generally during this period uh, and like finding the same basic information over and over. And so it wasn't until number one, book came out in in paperback and that, uh, you know, got it back into the search results um, and also finding a lot more of the people who had written first-person accounts of her and going to read those accounts. Like, that became a big part of the research also. So, 
it took some circling around to be able to get the episode together, and I'm glad finally did. Me too. I also love those <laughs> accounts, which are often... Uh, I'm trying to think of a word that I can say on a family-friendly podcast because <laughs> uh, the first one that comes to mind is not kind. Um, that are just, they, they're they so condescending and blicky. And I always have to wonder, like, are you just mad that someone who is different than you is successful? Is that yeah. just bugging you? <laughs> yeah. A lot of the stuff that I read that was uh, by historians and scholars from this area, like, described the attitudes of the newcomers from the eastern U.S. as with words like puritanical. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, there was clearly a culture clash going on. And uh, one of the things that also sort of revealed itself as I was working was um, presumptions by people who had uh, grown up in what had been British colonies, assuming that the way it worked in British colonies was also the way that it worked in Spanish colonies uh, regarding things like gender, and it wasn't necessarily the same. So anyway, (laughs) I'm glad I didn't just delete her off of my short list when it seemed like I wasn't going to be able to find enough information. Me too. And I still hope we one day figure out what her actual style was. Yeah. Yeah, same, same. Now I kind of want to take a field trip to New Mexico and just go through archives of old photos. Right? Maybe this is her. Maybe this is her. Yeah, that's part of the problem. How would we know? I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs, and if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business, and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotels has a stay for any traveler you want to be with 22 brands and over 7,400 locations. Whether you're a business traveler, a family road tripper, someone who wants to seek out history and maybe make your own, or just planning a quick getaway, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Like a Cambria Hotel, where you can be a cocktail connoisseur and sip locally inspired craft beverages at downtown locations in the center of it all. This is a fun way to visit cities with a lot of history and a lot of fun in mind. Or a Radisson Hotel 
for all our productivity powerhouses out there. With flexible workspaces and on-site restaurants, you'll get the most out of your work trip. You'll get the coffee, the Wi-Fi, and the work done. And we can't forget about comfort hotels. Imagine you're a family road tripper waking up in your big spacious room and then heading down to a free hot breakfast for the entire family, including waffles. So you'll be well-fed and ready for the day's adventure, even if that's just relaxing. After that, you're spending all afternoon relaxing by the pool. You deserve it. What are you waiting for? Join Choice Privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you. Book directly at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian, someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day, seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if everyone's being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Oh, Giordano Bruno. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh about someone who is executed, but he does seem, again, like a pill. Yeah. And it's uh, it's hard to separate the, the sound of the soundtrack from Encanto in my yeah, we, head. We, we will talk time. about Bruno a lot. We will. We will. Somebody is going to tell me that should have been called the cast recording, probably. Whatever. Um, Yeah, so we talked about this in a moment, sort of like in in one of the ad break moments, I think, where it's not just that I've known, I've known people like this. I think I was people like this until... Yeah, I mean, yes. Until I grew out of it to uh, (laughs) at least an extent. To some point. (laughs) Right. I think it's a pretty natural phase for a lot of bright folks to go through when you are younger to hit hit your know-it-all moment. Uh Uh-huh. Where you want to criticize everybody because clearly they're all far stupider than you are. And like you said, most of us grow out of it. I hope Giordano Bruno did not grow out of it. Yeah, I I think it would be foolish to say I've entirely grown out of it, but it's less. Less than before. I'm better than before about being a know-it-all pill to everyone. Right. Oh, I still have my moments. It's like a little hardwired. It's something I work on with my therapist all the time. How can I not be a jerk? Even if I only have it in my head, 
I hate that that's my first response to somebody. As a teen, I owned a shirt that said, I'm not opinionated, I'm just always right. Oh, yeah, no. I'd run away from that person. (laughs) I have seen grown adults wearing that shirt, and I make a point to just duck away, because I can't. No. No. And that is sort of the thing, right? He was always 100% convinced of his rightness. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is funny because he also was like, hey, everybody be cool with each other. But he was not cool with anybody. Yeah. Well, and it's like his rightness and also his right to say whatever without consequences. Yes. Um, which, especially depending on who you're saying the thing to, <laughs> if you're writing it in your diary, you know, whatever. But if you're literally going up to somebody in the church and saying, hey, Jesus was a magician who was tricking people, like, that's gonna be upsetting. You can't just say that and expect no consequences. Right, which he claimed when that came up after he was turned in by Mochinigo, he claimed that that was like a a theoretical he had introduced. Like, he was like, oh, no, 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 I never said that he was that. That was just a thought exercise. I, right, that's exactly what he did. And that's where I was like, I've known this person. I'm sh- I encountered this person in college classes who wanted to say really incendiary things that they knew were incendiary. And they'd be like, what, me? No, I'm just exploring ideas, you guys. Uh- <laughs> We've all known that person. Yeah. <laughs> well, and now that person lives in internet comments. Right. Playing devil's advocate. All the time. All Not the time. necessary. We mentioned some of his charges of heresy, but there were things that he wrote about that, like, we didn't get into because there's, I mean, he wrote a lot. Uh, But one that, like, stuck out to me and I was like, oh, yeah, the church sure would hate that. He made the case at one point that religion is a means to govern the ignorant and that philosophy is for the men who are wise enough to govern, Mm -hmm. which is some of the most snoots patoots ideology. For sure. So when I thought, when you you see that quote, religion is the opiate of the masses, which is a 20th century thing, Mm -hmm. I'm like, Bruno was saying that in the 16th century. Catch up. I also love that the Italian dialogues were prompted after he got in that fight at Oxford because it was like this case of, I'll show you who's smart. I will explain all of my stuff. And he just kept explaining forever. And probably most people didn't want to read it. Um, I also mentioned that we would talk about (laughs) how he knew he couldn't publish that in Italy. But because Italy was recognized as a place where intellectuals were doing interesting things as well, he wanted to maintain the mystique of it being an Italian set of books. So Mm -hmm. allegedly, and I wasn't able to verify this in any way, which is why I didn't put it in the episode. Allegedly, he did things when it was finally published, like, have the word Venice put in the the early pages as though it was published in Venice, which, again, wasn't part of Italy at the time, but was considered part of that, like, Italian uh, intellectual circle. And he also would ask the publisher to leave their name off so that they couldn't be traced back to non-Italian publishing house. <laughs> Sneaky. <laughs> So he'd be like, yes, I'm Giordano Bruno, the Nolan, um, which is very, very fascinating. And he referred to himself as the Nolan, which also suggested that it was an Italian Mm -hmm. publication. Uh, Very sneaky. 
one of the sources that I used for this was the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy. There was an interesting thing written in it about how he had structured some of his writing, uh, particularly in his book on the cause, the principle, and the one, where he basically wrote it like as an apology. That was the second of those books to come out. And he wrote it as an apology where he's like, no, 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 I didn't say that. But I could justify all those things you didn't want me to say and that I say I'm apologizing for. And like, again, doing that, like, it's a thought experiment. And that this was actually kind of what he was doing during his trial when he was like, no, 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 it's all theoretical, uh, which just was interesting. I, <laughs> It's such a weaselly way to be a scholar. Giordano <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Bruno. Uh, he was clearly very smart and had insights into things that other people were not even considering yet. But man, the package it came in was... Yeah. Oof. Yeah, when you told me this is what you were working on, uh, I was like, that, I'm pretty sure I started an episode about that at some point. And I did, and it was way back in something like 2013. And I think what had happened was I had seen a Tumblr post of something or something like a Twitter thread, you know, one of those incredibly overly reductive exaggerated threads about, listen to how amazing this person was. Right. Groundbreaking on all of these different ways. And it, as I got into it, it turned out that, um, number one, that none of that had actually been accurate in terms of this particular thing. And then number two, a lot of heresy execution to talk about. And I was like, no, I'm going to move this. All this stuff is going to go in a folder I have that is called Probably Not which is uh, episodes I have started working on and then abandoned and will probably never return to. See, mine is called Maybe One Day. That's yeah. what my well, folder is called. Well, I have that called. too. Probably not is like the thing I'll return to occasionally in desperation of like, is there anything in here that I can pull? No. Uh, but there's other stuff that's the like the potential topics are ones that are more likely to come around right. sometime. Um, If any of our listeners are interested in reading more, particularly about this kind of later examination of how much his cosmological views were uh, important in his his heresy trial, uh, Alberto Martinez, who we mentioned uh, the article in the Annals of Science, that can be a little tricky to get a hold of, and it's sometimes behind a paywall. He did also write a book that came out several years, I think two years after it, uh, called Burned Alive, Bruno Galileo and the Inquisition. So it's obviously not only about Bruno, but it does talk more at length about how he researched and came up with some of those numbers that we talked about, about um, all of the witnesses and the number of of charges and how often the cosmological views and the innumerable worlds idea came up in his trial documents. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a a, f- a fun read question mark um, <laughs> but if i i am always very fascinated by this idea of of people with new and controversial ideas being vilified and how that works societally especially now in retrospect when we're like oh no you're actually right um 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those are always very interesting to me. So if you're interested, uh, again, that's Alberto Martinez, and his book is Burned Alive, Bruno Galileo and the Inquisition, um, which came out in 2018. So it's it's pretty, I found it pretty readily available, and there's a, a Kindle version of it for sure. So um, that is Giordano Bruno. <laughs> uh, a pill? Mm-hmm. Pretty smart? Pretty foolish in his ways he dealt with people. Um, anyway. <sighs> Please don't be foolish in the ways you deal with people. And if uh, people are foolish in the ways they deal with you this weekend, I apologize for them on their behalf because they might not have the sense to apologize themselves. Uh, we <laughs> hope that your um, your end of the week goes well, whether you have time off or whether you have obligations to fulfill. And I I hope that it all goes delightfully and that no one accuses you of anything that you have not done. If you would like to uh, hang out with us some more, we'll be right back here tomorrow with a classic. And then on Monday, there will, of course, be brand new episodes. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride The first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.